0: Casting from inside the stash, I'm Jenny, I'm Nicole, and this is Stash and Burn. Hello! Hello, Jenny! <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Um, how's it going? It's good. It's very good. How about you? Uh, it's pretty good. I've had a good break. Very uh, productive. Um, in terms of knitting, um, and kind of, like, knitting-related stuff. I'll get to that, uh, throughout the episode. Um, thought we could talk about what we've finished. Uh, you have finished one major FO. Yeah. Water Street is finally done. The Water Street cardigan by Glenisee, and it. it is
1: awesome. I haven't and- photographed it yet, just because I feel like it's gonna look like a different sweater once I'm not pregnant anymore. Huh. Um...
0: I think, too, it's, so, it's gorgeous in person. I find that variegated yarn does not photograph, photograph. well. Yeah. It's it really hard to see. Like, when you're looking, there are projects I want to do in a variegated yarn, and I look at the FOs on the unravelry, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I like the way it looks in variegated yarn. But then you see something in person in a variegated yarn, you're like, oh, that's really pretty. So, it's kind
1: of like knitting with self-striping. You, you, the color is the fun thing. Like Right. And so it was a good pattern for that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the garter ribs kind of give it a little bit of texture and some interest. And um, the collar has like a four-stitch garter border, mm-hmm. which ends up folding in, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you end up grafting um, mm-hmm. the two halves of the collar together at the mm-hmm. middle of the back, the back neck, of the neck. So there's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a shawl-like effect. Okay. But the rolling in actually looks fine.
0: Yeah, I I didn't know. It I didn't looks realize like a ham I had it. almost. It, yeah, it yeah. does.
1: Um, maybe I'll put pockets in it. Ooh. That's the one thing it's missing. Do you have yarn? Yeah. Yeah. I've got yarn. Um, but it's been great, and I've been wearing it, and I just haven't taken a picture of it.
0: All right, yeah, it looks great. Yay! Uh, I think the last time we recorded, I was about to start the Nalu <gasps> Um, and, um, I knit them and they were gorgeous. And then it's just a case of variegated yarn. It's a yarn with, uh, you know, it's, it's variegated and the photograph looks really funny. It looks like kind of patchy, but in person, they're beautiful. It's they're knit in Malabrigo finito. They're so soft, like cashmere. Um, and I have half a skein left, so I might make another pair possibly for myself. Do it. So, we'll see. A um, hundred, it's fingering white yarn, so I can't make a hat, really, so. Right. I also thought they would be beautiful baby booties, but I realized two things. One, the futility of the baby bootie. Yeah, booty. yeah. And yeah. two, I just don't like making knitting baby booties. They're so fiddly. They make socks seem straightforward, like, I mean, I so was, fiddly. Like, I, I made
1: Matilda a bunch of socks, which just never were, I just never put them on her because... Mm-hmm. Everything she was wearing early was like had feet, right? And yeah, that's uh, true. And then like you don't know the baby feet—they just they're skinny and long, or they're like wide and I don't <laughs> sure, know. It's yeah, just, just, just
0: nothing ever works yeah, out. Exactly, exactly. It's um, kind of a
1: moving target. And you're
0: always losing a sock. Yeah. So knollaments, um, and then we both knit a bunch of hats, all for the <laughs> same person. <laughs> Blobby. Blobby. <laughs> so you knit.
1: I knit Ruskin and another one. Tinker by Wooly Wormhead, which are both basically tubes that you three needle bind off at the top um, that have kind of like a pointy ear look.
0: This one, the one that's the... Is this seat stitch or what is this like called? moustache. And this is Ruskin, right? Yeah. And then the one that's got a traveling cable... Is Tinker. Is Tinker. I love this. Yeah. And they're both knit in Lisa Souza. Glossier. Glossier, which is her 100% cashmere. So they're very luxurious. It's
1: baby better I like these hats.
0: Yeah, I... Well, the good thing about babies is that they... Take off. The newborns, on. they can't take them off. They can't take them they off. They can't <laughs> take them off. And these are definitely newborn size, these two. Yes. Um, I knit him. Uh, Willy Warmhead had I knit um, tri cable, which I've been winding it for a really long time, and I knit it out of uh, Miss Babs' yeah, a, what a skein, this leftover ball that I had from my Acer cardigan. So it's a hemlocky green, and it um, it's probably not a newborn size. I put it on Adrian to see how big it was, and it's very, it's small on him, but it's going to be too. It would probably fit Matilda right now. Ooh. So. Give me a handy down to Sister
1: made Matilda the cutest cat hat. It is like the it's she she got this book on making all these animal hats and she made everyone animal hats oh my gosh. for Christmas. And it's just like the
0: cousins or out of control too?
1: cute. Um just the cousins.
0: <laughs> That's pretty adorable.
1: But here it is.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes, it's like a cat with a face.
1: With a face and ears a, and there's a, a lot button on
0: Sewing whiskers, the whole deal. I know that is very sweet. Good job, Emma.
1: I know. So
0: yes.
1: she she refused to put it on when we gave it to her, which was a bummer. But yeah. Now you know she once it's cold outside, you put a hat on her, and she'll leave it on. So <laughs> Emma, she loves that hat. <laughs> She's like hot, hot. <laughs> um,
0: um, I am. Um, Speaking of knitting for children, I knit uh, for my neighbors who are having a baby. I was knitting the Baby Buffet sweater, um, and I actually made a very reserved version. Like, you can make it with ears and with pockets, and I really just made a straight-up top-down raglan with a hood. Um, And um, I knit it in a Vintage Chunky in a a nice steely gray and a pumpkin-y orange so I named it El Pequeño Gigante, the little giant for uh, the San Francisco Giants. Um, it turned out really cute. I gave, my neighbor still hasn't had her baby, and fearing that it was me not giving her the sweater that was keeping the baby in, I finally gave it to her this morning. I'm sure that's like, what it was. right. That's what the baby's waiting for. It's like, where's my GD sweater, lady? So I put it on her porch and texted her saying, I, I left something for the baby on your back porch. Now you can have the baby. Now he can be born. And <laughs> she's like, "Oh, thanks." So I made that, which um, I just all I needed to. It was one of those things. All I needed to do was sew on buttons. So I did that yesterday. Wait, did you, did you
1: take a picture of it?
0: Is uh, I did. There's pictures okay. on Revelry. Okay. Um, look at it. So the body is striped, orange and gray, and then it's the gray as the main color for the collar and for the hood. Um, I thought about like making some crazy mane, but these are not people who are going to typically put their kid in a crazy mane, right? Sweater. Um, it came out, I would guess, to be something he can wear between like nine and 18 months. Hopefully it will last him a little bit of a period of time. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I would, I, I changed a few things on the pattern. Of course, I didn't put that in my notes, but, uh, there were a couple things that hadn't made sense to me about the collar construction. Oh, I know what it is. She has you cast on for the back ribbing. And then do some ribbing, and then do the body of the sweater, and then you pick up for the ribbing along the top of the the collar, and then graft all three sections of Wait, you the were collar together. Me about that, that does I think sound like I might have bizarre. talked about this on the podcast yeah. before. I ended up taking out the original collar and just knitting the collar all at once. Yeah, like it just it made more sense to me that way. It, oh my it god, it's so cute! Yeah, it's pretty stinking cute. It's
1: so cute. Um, Sorry, cat sneeze. <laughs>
0: So um so that's done. And then the other thing I knit for a kid was I made uh felted slippers for Adrian for Christmas.
1: So cute.
0: So I made the um moccasins pattern from Ben Gilleskis's uh, the book that she has about felted knits. It might just be called felted knits. And um And you would made that before for your I dad. Had, right? I made them for my dad. They go super fast. They would have gone faster, but for some reason, like, I just couldn't wrap my head around the pattern this time. I'm highly distracted right now, and so I think I'd, I've been having this happen a lot with knits, where I start them and have to restart them a couple of times before they sort of really catch on. Right. And I think part of it is the amount of attention I'm, I'm really giving to the pattern at the beginning. It's, in, it's not until something doesn't work out that I think, this isn't working out. So, um... <laughs> I can't remember what those things were for these slippers. I did knit them in a heavier weight yarn, so I knit a smaller size. Um, I used a Arcana Nature Wool Chunky doubled, so I knit the smallest size to get the second size for him. And, um, again, they go really quickly. They, the result is really cute. And this time I did the full treatment of um, creating a tunnel and to run a piece of leather through. So I have a finished picture. I'll put it in Ravelry. I think I just put it on Instagram so far. But um, what you do is you graft um, this section that you knit together back to the slipper and you run a piece of cotton through it. So when you felt it, it keeps the tunnel there, and then you run a piece of leather through it. So, so you can then kind of tie it like a pair of Sperry top basically. And it also helps because it, it can kind of pull the back up yeah. and keep it sort of tight on the foot. Is he like skating through the house? He is skating through the house. He <laughs> insists that he does not need the non-slip soles right. because he was skating around the house. He's like, this is awesome. And, then, and to his credit, when he he realizes it's a little slippery, so he's been walking a little gingerly. And then when he doesn't want to go sliding across the floor, he also insisted on... Um, we were at a fabric store and he insisted on buying um, a pair of buttons that look like oranges to decorate the slippers. And so yesterday, I was like, well, where do you want to put them? And he had, we sewed them onto the back, sort of like, you know, like the shoes where it says Tom's on the back of your Mm -hmm. shoe. He now has like
1: an orange orange on
0: each of the shoes. And then he was like, oh, I should have bought two different fruits. So one could be the right foot and one could be the left foot. And I was like, "Uh, you would never keep that (laughs) string anyway. So it's fine. (laughs) But it looks kind of cute. It's really funny. Um, But uh, what was funny about it is I, that was my Chris. I made him a pair of pajama bottoms and made those for him for Christmas and wrapped them up. And he was excited. To, you know, He was happy to get them. And then he was like, when did you knit these? And, of course, I've been knitting them in front of him for, like, the last week. But he, you know, he's like, I'm always just knitting. He asked me the other day, he goes, are you knitting all of the time? And I said, well, do you ever see me not knitting? Yes. Well, then I'm not knitting all of the time. <laughs> so, um But that was nice. It was stash yarn. I used, you know, almost 300 yards, so it was a a good use of yarn. And um, I like that pattern. I almost want to knit it again right away because I don't want to forget the lessons I learned from knitting this pair. Um, Yeah. Do you have any other FOs? Uh, I made this Measure in Love
1: hat Ah. out of... um, That's Megan Williams. Debbie Bliss, like, bamboo... It's like 80% bamboo, 20% wool.
0: I mean, that's a bigger hat. Is, um, that, is this for blobby or is this.
1: Yeah, it's for blobby. I don't know. I kind of messed it up. Like, I didn't have enough yarn to do two repeats of this arrow pattern. Um, so I ended up just starting the decreases. Then I messed up the decreases because oh, I wasn't yeah. paying attention to the chart. That's
0: for sort of like and the what direction happened to me. of
1: the decreases. And so now I kind of want to make it again uh-huh. because I feel like I just totally messed this one up. Um, but you know, it serves as,
0: it's a good size for a kid's hat. If you did a second repeat, you'd have to, it would be an adult size hat. I was trying to get
1: Matilda to model it to see if it would fit her Mm -hmm. and she refused to put it on. And then I tried to put it on her (laughs) stuffed gorilla (laughs) and she refused to let me put it on her gorilla. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have no idea who it's going to fit. It would probably fit her, but I think it would.
0: But yeah, she want I just it. tried it on. It was too short. You know, what you should do is like give it to one of her friends to wear, and then all of a sudden she'll want it. Yeah, <laughs> I have
1: no access to her friends. <laughs> I feel like she has two friends, three friends. She has Sydney, yes, Alex, uh, and Quinn.
0: Sydney, it would fit Sydney, right? If it fits Matilda, it would fit Sydney.
1: Yeah, it's about the same. Age. For Sydney, I feel like I need to put pigtail holes in the, in the hat. <laughs> Oh. <laughs>
0: Um, I finished one other thing. So this was, for me, a very productive time. I don't think I've I've had a podcast in the last however many years where I feel like I've finished five things. Although, I must, because I'll I'll get to this later, about the amount of stuff that I have knit this year. Yay! Um, But um, I finished... Oh, I made a pair of... um, It's a free pattern... From Lion Brand called the Dolce Mitts, and I believe it's pattern support for the yarn that I use, which is Lion Brand Amazing. And Lion Brand Amazing is a um, it's a blend. I have another skein of it in front of me. It's 53% wool and 47% acrylic, so it's it's fairly soft. It's a little bit. I know Jenny, what you think? If there's there's a little scratch factor, but not, not bad. Really? Not bad. It's it's pretty it's soft. Washable. Um, yeah, you know, a little more washable than um actually yeah, wash warm is what it suggests. Well it says wash cool eighty six degrees. That feels like warm to me, but um uh so it is a lime print Oh it's um it's a striping yarn much like um a Noro coreon or a silk garden. So it's long repeats, uh color repeats. And uh the Dolce Mits, I believe I put a picture up there. Mm-hmm. These and um, they're long mitts. So the skeins of, of amazing are 147 yards. So I would say these go up to almost elbow length. It, it's a yarn that doesn't feel like it
1: should be machine washable.
0: It doesn't. It feels it like is. a single, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just, it's a it is essentially a single, right? Where'd you get it? Okay, so I bought this this summer. I had this hair braid idea about knitting a bunch of stuff for the kids in my advisory. I actually think I'm not going to do that in the end. It's just a long, complicated, <laughs> doesn't need to be aired out on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's yeah, not every advisor gives their kids gifts when they graduate. And I don't want to be like the one person who does that. Like right. it's sort of awkward, just the short version. So I bought off of someone's D stash. She had a ton of this Lion Brand Amazing in her uh, D stash. Like, and like 50 balls. So I bought six balls from her for $4 each. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just thought, Oh, I could play, you know, for that price, I could just see what it looked like. It's great because it's something that's really giftable because it's washable. Mm-hmm. If someone, if it's not like greatly washable, at least it won't felt, right. you know, like the things that you give to someone and they're like, I put it in the washing machine and now it fits my cat. You know, like, uh, right. yeah, right. Duh. But this won't happen to this yarn, Right. Um, I assume. <laughs> so, um, I so I bought it from a D stash this summer and I hadn't used any of it. And I don't know what prompted me to start these knits. Well I needed something to knit in the dark is really what prompted me. Oh the movies. Me. The movies. And so I knit the first one and then uh, another time and when I needed something to knit in like the dark commute in the morning. And then I cast on and knit the second started to knit the second knit last week when I went to go see Wild and I like knit the ribbing on my walk over to the movies and then when I got to the movies just knit essentially the whole body and then spent an hour later that night knitting the thumb gusset and the ribbing for that they went super fast it's a great easy pattern um and I like the yarn so far. We'll see how it wears. I'm actually, uh, when we talk about our whips, I'm working on something in another uh, color. I bought six different colors. And there's a couple. There's a lot of free pattern support for this yarn. So um, for anybody who wants to knit in like a Noro Korean or Noro Silk Garden, I would take a look at the patterns. That's, that's washable. That for, for, yeah. Or if you have Silk Garden or Korean in your stash and you want a pattern, check out oh. what Lion Brand has for support for this. Because they have a number of free patterns. So... Including, I think, a sweater, some hats, a cowl. There's, like, a cowl where they double it, and I think I might try that one to to do it with that, too.
1: I just like when people stripe two different
0: colorways. It mm-hmm. always looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So those are my FOs. Did you have anything? You have Water Street, three hats? I have Water Street, three hats,
1: and I think that's it. That is it for me. And what are you knitting
0: right now? It's
1: pretty exciting. Huh? I'm making this eye-searingly yellow <laughs> sweater for Matilda. Um, it is an Alicia Plummer pattern mm-hmm. called Ease, which no, Abate, which a is bait, her right. kids' version of Ease. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know it's a top-down raglan. Um, that's kind of nice and billowy and then it you decrease at the bottom and do some like three inches of ribbing to kind of have it come in at the hips
0: mm-hmm. it's a so like it's a kind of blousy yeah, sweatshirt of sweaters yeah, exactly
1: and then it has like a funnel neck with like a tie
0: so tell me when you saw that yarn on etsy how yellow did you think it was
1: i knew it was going to be really yellow I mean, it was like lemon yellow and it's hard to find really yellow yarn actually
0: right because yeah, it feel- is
1: so eye searing
0: <laughs> It's amazing. It's beautiful. Like, and Matilda was really into yellow for a while. Jay's yeah. a little worried; she's moved out of her yellow phase, but but I think she'll like it.
1: By golly, she'll at least. I'll at least put it on her
0: a couple times. So what did you do? Did you go on Etsy and her like hand dyed yellow I just, yarn? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And
1: then I found um, Rain City Knits, which is a dyer in Vancouver mm-hmm. who has great bright colors
0: oh good to know
1: yeah so if you ever want to make something that is a very like if you want something that's really yellow or like really orange uh-huh. or really red this is the place that's to the place all right and she has gradations of yellow like she had lemon yellow and she also had like butter yellow and you know there, there's you know, mm-hmm. there are nuances to the, the eye-searing brightness, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so, and the yarn is pretty soft. It's yeah, just it looks really nice. Marino.
0: It really looks really springy. Yeah. It feels great. Oh, I like it. So I am enjoying
1: knitting with it. And I think that I have to buy more eye-searing colored yarn <laughs> because it seems to, like, keep me engaged. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, and I, you know, so I'm knitting my brother's sweater, which is hardly eye searing. It's very neutrally, but it's beautiful. It is really beautiful. Um, So I have returned to Adam's sweater and it is the East Hale cardigan and um, it went a little slow at the beginning because I decided to do this pocket treatment, which now I can show Jenny. I heard myself try to explain it on the podcast last time and I was like, oh, that made almost no sense. But now that I've gone past the pockets, you can see what I did. Yes. So what I did was I cast on, did the ribbing, Mm -hmm. and then what I did is I just knit the fronts, the outside, the exterior of the pockets, Uh and the border here, the... um, what is this called? The button band? What would yeah. be the button band? But it's not. It's going to be a zipper. And then I went back and I picked up stitches along the bottom uh-huh. and picked up the stitches from the back and knit that all in one piece. So right. the inside of the pocket was knit with the back. And so now it's just open here on the ins- in the inside. and I'll just have to tack down right. the edge of the pocket next to the button or next to the band. So
1: would it have been possible to do this pocket treatment? Like double knitting.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, but I think that would have I, I. Well, double knitting. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, but you do have to do a knit purl pattern for double knitting, right? I've done double I don't knitting know. once. It was really it was more complicated. It's like I you didn't slip make it very far. One
1: half, and then knit the other half, and-
0: something like oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's not really ribbing. I'm sorry. <coughs> right. Yeah, I could have done that. I could have slipped it. I don't think it would have been any faster.
1: Right. No, it would have taken this it would have, probably I think, longer.
0: Yeah. So I think that as far as the amount of time it took, it was fine. And because I'm using Cascade Eagle Wool, the ball the balls of yarn are so huge right. that I would have had to like, you know, try to measure out the right amount of yarn to have smaller balls of yarn to be working with two at a time. Ugh, no. So I think that this treatment I actually like. The one thing is that you can a little bit see where the seam lines are, where I joined, where I picked up stitches, or where I joined the pocket interior and exterior together. Um, yeah, I think most pockets have you something. Can see. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's something. I thought it would be. I was hoping it would be more invisible than that. Ooh. I don't think my brother will notice. I think some of it will steam out. I also did something. In the exterior. I think once you
1: block it. You won't the, be able to see it that much.
0: The exterior of the pocket has a. Uh, Mm I-cord edging so it kind of goes to the inside I think it's going to look great Yeah. Um, I have, I think when I last measured I had about 13 inches I need to have 17 and a half for the body so um, I'm I'm hoping to be done with the body before I go back to work in a few days so that then I think the rest of the sweater will hopefully fingers crossed go pretty quickly you're going to do the sleeves next? yeah you have to right? no Um, the sleeves are knit in from the top down so i have to knit the rest of the body first graft it and then pick up for the stitches because it's short road i see down um i see and i think what i might do my gauge is so different when i knit in the round versus knitting flat Mm -hmm. and changing noodle size doesn't seem to accurately make up for that difference right so if I go up a needle size, it's too big. But if I stay the same needle size, it's too small. So like I need something between the sizes. So what I think I'm gonna do is knit the sleeves. When it says to join in the round, I think I'm gonna knit them flat and seam them. It's not that much work to seam, you know, eighteen inches of stockinette. So that will be, you know, one mod that I make the pockets is one mod, the other would be to knit the sleeves flat. You'd still knit them from the top down with a short rows, but when I get to the arm part of it past the shoulder, I will knit those flat.
1: But even if the arms were a little slim?
0: But it's, for me, it's the visual. Like, I can uh, always see where I change from knitting flat to knitting in the round. Right. Um, And again, my brother, the lay person, may not notice that, but, you know, it's all about what I notice in my knitting. I'll see when I get there and how quickly... It happens because I would like to get this done in January so that I can block it, and I probably will send it out to have the zipper installed. I don't want to mess with that. I have done that, and, and I have yeah. always been happy that I wasn't the one to do it. Yeah, me too. And I, I've done swearing, yeah. and I did it one. I sent it out once. So if I can can get this done, it's his birthday is early February. If I could get this done in like, the next three weeks to be able to block it, send it out, and be able to get it to him by his birthday. And I love, love, love this yarn, Eco EcoWool. Mm. I had no idea. I had heard mm. some people talk about how it pills, but I heard from other people that it's really not any more pilling than what you would expect out of a, a it softer It can't wool. be
1: as... I mean, yeah, after like knitting a sweater out of twist? <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> right, right? Like Nothing else can be that twisted. <laughs> Exactly. So um, oh, that yarn is so pilly. Uh, twist, yeah. yeah. And this yarn, the color of this yarn is just really beautiful too. Yes, Yakima Heather. Yakima Heather. It's brown and green and gold, and it's yeah, it's it's gonna be nice. But it's very neutral. It's very. It's not as exciting as the color of the yarn you're thinking with. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you um, need anything else? Ah, uh, no.
1: Oh wait! I cast on for um, one of those cabled hats that I was talking about last week, the snowstorm.
0: Oh, oh you did the. Okay. I cast
1: on for it, but I haven't really. Done yeah, it's with funny.
0: It. So last time we talked, I think you talked about Measure and Love and mm-hmm. and Snowstorm. So yeah, you've followed through on this. I
1: know. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it.
0: I am. Um, I have one other EFA or whip. Sorry, uh, which is. Um, so we've started January. Our the, the year of hats has commenced, and our first featured designer is Willie Warmhead. Yay! And um, we did I did this to coincide with her annual sale, which is happening now on Ravelry. I know that there's some difficulties around the new taxing issues in Europe, but for our U.S.-based listeners or non-European-based listeners... Um, you can use the sale. Um, the code is BRINGON2015, and it's 40% off of everything in her store, which is a phenomenal discount. That's amazing. Like, designers don't give that kind of discount. It's it's amazing. So I immediately went out and bought three patterns. And she's got the hat collection books. I mean, right. that's like... I mean, 40% I off both.
1: those books is huge. I mean,
0: that's so many patterns. And so many patterns. And Jenny, and I've both knit a ton out of Bambini's. And I also have um, the first kid's book she did, which ha- which I've knit at least one pattern out of. And there's a color one, too. Oh, there's a color one. Yeah. yeah. She just, it has a, a bunch of collections. But I'm knitting um, the Marina hat. I bought three mm-hmm. patterns. I bought Marina, Karenin, and, um, oh gosh, what Arkanoid. So um, Marina is a pattern that sits side to side. In You use short row shaping for these wedges, and then it's got a drop stitch design. It looks really cool, and I'm using that Lion Brand Amazing. The sample um, hat is knit in a long color repeat striped yarn that I was not familiar with, so I can't remember what it is, but it's perfect for that. So you get vertical stripes, which is a really great use of self-striping yarn, because we always see it in horizontal stripes. So Mm -hmm. it's neat to see it in the vertical stripes. I love this open work. Um, I started it on the size needle recommended, which was sevens. And then you grafted at the end? Yes. So you knit it all around. I actually have live stitches here. Mm -hmm. So you do a provisional cast on it. She gives instructions for the provisional uh, crochet cast on. I've never taken to that. I've gotten really pretty good at um, Judy's magic cast on. Mm -hmm. So I use that. Um, And I figure if it's a little funky at the seam, that can just go in the back of the hat. (laughs) So I'm knitting the slouchy version. There's a Rasta version, which is very slouchy. This is just the normal slouchy. I think for for knitting a a hat in this vertical way,
1: Mm -hmm. having it be slouchy just makes so much sense. Because the last one I knit like this was Tychus, which is like that knitty pattern. Mm -hmm. And it's like a two-color... You know, basically, garter wedge mm-hmm. hat where you need these wedges, but like, um, yeah, something about like the pointy top. Yeah, it's so just hard to avoid, right? So, so, it's hard to make
0: a beanie, exactly. Right. You can,
1: yeah, I think that style, like a slouch shape, is the best thing for that.
0: Well, and I think Wooly's career, and I'm hoping actually still to have a conversation with Wooly, um, if we can get our timing from two different continents to work out. Um, and um, But I'd like to talk to her about... She started out kind of making Rasta-style hats, I think, um, for people with dreadlocks. Like, her first collection I think of as the Going Straight collection, which I wish I, we should go back and look and see what episode. We talked about it a long time ago when we first saw it. We were very intrigued by it. But they weren't really hats, I think, that were applicable to our heads or our lives. Right. Um, but the evolution she's had or like the trajectory she's had as a designer she has something like 150 patterns like if you can't find something of hers that you want to knit i would be completely surprised um so i thought we would talk a little bit about um well first the my favorite pattern my patterns of hers that i've knit i'm marked um on ravelry i'm just gonna steal jenny's ipad here So I've knit um, eight of her patterns. One was the tri-cable that um, I just knit for Blobby. And, oh, I've knit, I'm sorry, seven of her patterns, one of them twice. I knit um, a free pattern of hers called the Chunkini, which is basically like a little beanie that's knit in reverse stockinette um, on chunky yarn. And I knit two of those, like, boom, boom, right in a row. One out of Malabrigo Twist that I love that Adrienne has co-opted and I believe has since lost.
1: You didn't make two beamishes. I thought you made two beamishes, too. I didn't.
0: No. Hmm. I made, um, and then I made, um, uh, the same chunkini in, uh, this orange yarn, which I made it too small. I should just actually give that one to Adrian too. A lot of hats of mine is are the hats I make for him, he doesn't wear the hats of mine. He co-ops all of them. Um, <laughs> cause he wore that t- chunkini and now he, Do you remember a long time ago, I made an ear flap hat out of two different colors of Manos. Mm-hmm. That's his, now his hat. <laughs> So then I knit the Beamish, which is from Bambini's. Um, actually, most of the patterns of hers I've knit are for kids until now, this one that I'm knitting, and the Chunkini. And Beamish has uh, got this really big garter uh, stitch brim.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like two or three inches, and then stockinette at the top. And I think it's shown in two colors in the design, and I knit it in two colors. So I have a blue brim with a a yellow top. And then um, it actually is supposed to have... Um, I-cord tw- curly cues at the top right. and I made a pom-pom. It was for a friend of mine who was really into the Golden State Well, his wife is really into the Golden State Warriors so I made a Golden State Warriors color and I thought the pom-pom was appropriate for a sports fan. Great. I knit a Queenie which is also from Bambini's. So cute. It's a beret. Who did you go to? Um, that I did for a charity uh, for a, somebody who was collecting hats for kids um, a couple of years ago. That is um, so cute. It's like a Miss Muffet hat. <laughs> It's like a, yeah, a poofy little beret. Yeah. It's also a reverse stockinette. Then I, I like the reverse stockinette and garter stitch in these things, um, in these patterns, because you can use variegated yarns. Um, I think that reverse stockinette and garter stitch really show mm-hmm. variegated yarns at their best. Um, I knit damsel, which is another side-to-side knit now that I'm looking at it, and that is from Bambini's. Um, and that is a cute sort of close style. It's close style hat that you pull the front up, and you, she had shown it with buttons show, uh, sewn, and she had mismatched buttons. And because she has great taste, I'd copied that and got mismatched buttons and and uh, sewed them on. And that went to uh, one of Adrian's like first little kids that we did stuff with, this girl Annika, who we would go to swim lesson with, and um, Quinn which was a favorite. That was something I knit for Adrian and that I passed on to um, another little boy last winter. And I knit that in Noro. That looks like Kureon to me, um, which is a, again, garter stitch, ear flap hat, really cute. And the first thing of hers that I may have ever knit was Tubi, which was from her first children's collection. Mm. And Tubi is like you would think it's called, what is that first collection called? We woolly toppers. And um, it is bands of stockinette and reverse stockinette. It's knit in a tube. You graft it at the top. Done. And I knit that in uh, hand spun, a spun monkey. I think I might have gotten um, that time we went to um, Urban Knitting, Urban Fauna. Urban Fauna. Yeah. God, Um, I love
1: spun monkey yarn.
0: So those are the ones that I've knit. And then I've really, I've enjoyed all of them. There's never, there's not a fail among them. Um, what, so you've knit, let me see, I'm gonna go into Jenny's. I am that. a horrible historian. Oh, you are. I forget. Am, I'm so bad. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna see if any of them come up in your projects. Just one. Nope, that's not even one. No, that is. It is? The it spring is. Spring
1: cap? Spring cap. It's a free woolly worm head pattern. I okay. made it a couple times. It's, it's actually really cute. It's kind of um, poofy.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Um, in the Miss Muffet way.
0: Oh, yeah. Cute. Yeah, in bulky yarn. Well, it says Aaron here, but like one of the examples clearly looks like it's in bulky yarn. But yeah. it, it, it turns out really cute.
1: It is must, I, Miss um, Muffet-y. I gave it to a patient. Oh. Um, and I made these wee woolly hats. Oh, these? Yeah, yeah. these two. And oh. I have all these hats on my list from the Twisted Woolly Toppers, that mm-hmm. I still have yet to do.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I Oh, no. Yes, Twisted Wooly Tapper Seth is yeah. the one that I have. Mm-hmm. I keep having to. Um, so I made a bundle. I got obsessed with bundles um, recently, and I made a Featured mm-hmm. Designer Wooly Wormhead bundle package. They're Just to give you an idea, she, like I said, she has 150 patterns. She has a number of free patterns, so you don't even have to buy a pattern. But if you are in the market, again, this is her month of her sale until, I believe, January 23rd. 40% off. 40% off. And uh, the other two patterns I bought, um, Arkanoid I bought is a, um, it's knit and fingering weight yarn and it's a fitted slouchy hat with just a textured pattern, um, with a little, like a, what is it, like a stockinette rib that runs up in between this, um. Is it garter? It's garter and reverse stockinette, and that's what gives it its texture. So again, it's shown in a solid yarn, but I think this would be great for a variegated yarn. And um, and because it's fingering weight yarn, you may have some nice um, sock yarn that is too variegated. Like, I was thinking about knitting it in uh, the, the skein. The self No, in the skein of Handmaiden. What's the other name for Handmaiden? What's that brand? Oh, uh-huh. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: And I have um, this this variegated, like, no fingering weight yarn Shoot, of theirs. What's the name? Uh, it's like, it's
1: handmade and... I know. Oh, God. I have no
0: memory. Maybe I'll use the coin that you got me. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that could be really pretty yeah. in something like that. Totally. And then the other pattern I bought was Karenin, um, which is like an Elmer Fudd hat. And I just, like, I kept going back to it. I just, there's something about this hat that is super cute to me. It's in classic woolly toppers, but I decided not to do the spaving thing and buy it. Uh, I decided not to buy it, the whole collection, because I didn't think I would knit all of them, and I just bought the, so I just bought this one. But it is um, an ear flap hat that has a flap that you sew up with buttons. A total Elmery fun. And I thought this would be great. I have two skeins of Manus Classica that are... Variegated is the watchword for this episode. I'm just going to keep saying variegated as many times as possible, but they are both variegated, and um, I think this because of the stockinette. I mean, sorry, the the garter stitch base to it would look really great. I have a a skein
1: of Monos Classica,
0: and Wildflowers. Oh, I I need to do something. I love that colorway. So, um, but check out the bundle if you need inspiration. I know people have already started knitting. some are chosen patterns one. the quinn yeah i love the quinn. Yeah, quinn is really cute um selkie which is similar so i i try to put in the bundle like a combination of unisex patterns kind of more girly patterns and kids patterns and um, a combination of free and pay patterns so that you can just kind of get a sense of her collection if you're not as familiar with her um, but i think for a long time, she has been one of our favorite hat designers, so I'm really excited to be able to promote her. Um, as far as the hat knit-along goes, I posted in our group um, sort of the general guidelines. Um, so if you go to the first page of the Sash & Burn group, um, it outlines sort of how the hat cow is going to work. Um, so what I want you to do this year is to tag your project page and there's the tags are on there. I'm not going to read them here. So if you go to the Stash and group, it says 15 hats in 2015. Mm. It has a, a few of, uh, it has you know, a few of the guide, the, the guidelines. There are very few of them to get an entry for, you get an entry for every hat that you tag for that mm. month. Um, it has to be a finished object and it has to have a photograph of it. um, If you finish a project in the month of the cal, it qualifies as that month regardless of what date you started it. So if you start a hat now, but you finish it in February and you enter it in February, that's fine. Um, alternately you can hold hats. So say you knit three hats this month, you can kind of space them out. You can either enter all three of them this month, or you can space them out and enter them over the course of the next few months. Um, but no reusing projects. So don't change your tags and try to to reuse it into a different month, I know. Maybe I'll ask you to write in the comments that you finished it, but for a certain pe- time period. Would is- do that, right? No, not in our group. Yeah. We would never do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Winners will be drawn on the first of the month, um, f- and you'll receive patterns from the next month's feature designer. So. From the warm-up, people got woolly warm head patterns, Um, and for this month, you will get patterns from our next featured designer, who is going to be Alex Tinsley of Dull Roar, who is a hat designer that I've talked about frequently. Um, Each month, we hope to be able to offer you a discount on that month's featured designer. Um, I will hopefully designers will be up for that and um the featured designers are merely suggestions so if you knit a hat and it's not by woolly warm head you can still enter it for january um if you're already knitting something or you just don't want to knit one of her hats that's totally fine we're not going to make you do that but we just wanted to put a spotlight on the various hat designers we we really like um and um i was excited to knit some more of her hats i always am i feel like january is like the month like a couple of years ago i knit two of her patterns and january so i think the sale always kind of spurs me to think about her her designs um so that is uh that is where we are with the hat cal and um it seems we had over 200 hats knit in the warm-up period so i think people are up for it um yesterday was new year's day i spent a lot of time sort of Organizing and thinking about my knitting, I thought I would share some of that with you all. Um, one thing I did, which I, Jenny was talking about being a horrible historian, I, um, I've i typically been pretty good about logging my projects or keeping up on putting them in Knit Meter, and this year I was terrible at it. I either didn't put completion dates, so there were things that I finished but that I hadn't marked. There were projects, there were like six projects I never put in Ravelry, so yesterday was the day that. It, I did all of that. I tallied up what I knit this year. I actually went and photographed a ton of, almost almost all the yarn that I had purchased but not put in my stash. There are two skeins that I didn't have yet to put in there, which are the self-striping yarn that I bought at Lambtown. But I went through and did all of that, and it actually went surprisingly quickly. Like I was able to enter them all and then just use my, actually I used the iPad to take pictures and upload the pictures pretty quickly. Um, But I had kind of a funny knitting year. It was one of the lowest yardages knit since I've really been keeping track, which is 2010. In 2010, I knit 13,000 yards, which is funny because that's the year that Adrienne was born. So I've Mm. been trying to figure out how I – I think I had a lot of sweaters that were in progress that I finished early on. Like, I finished John's sweater. I know I finished a sweater for my – at least one sweater for myself. So Mm -hmm. I think I had a lot of things that got counted in 2010 that had been working on before. But this year, I knit about 78,000, 79,000 yards, uh, which is down from the previous years where I was in the 8,000-yard range. Um, I knit 31 projects, though. So um, in other years, I think I tend to be in the high 20s. So it was like a lot of projects, given the kind of lowish yardage. Um, Ten of those were hats, eight of which I've given away. Um, five pairs of mitts, three of which have been given away. Three shawls, two of which have been given away. <laughs> three cowls, all of which I've given as gifts. Uh, two adult sweaters, both of them were for me, which was nice. And both of them I started and finished in 2014. Nice. And two kid sweaters, uh, both of which were gifts um, and they've been given away. And then a few others, I, I knit a scarf um, that was a gift. I'm trying to remember what that's oh that scarf was the um the one with the with the i cord loops i can't remember now what the name of it is um but it's an Ash Kearns pattern. That's what I can say. I knit um, myself a pair of leg warmers, which I'm wearing right now. I, I love, love those. them. They're you have kn- to make a sweater out of that. Yeah, this is um, Dragonfly Fibers Firecracker. It's such a great colorway. It is really beautiful. So, um, but I've been wearing these leg warmers a lot um, because I wear clogs, and it's a nice way to keep the top of my feet warm because I don't wear boots. Um, I made that pair of slippers for Adrian. I made Adrian a pair of socks. I made a blanket. I made a vest that I am wearing, which I love, and I guess that's that's it. So that came to about seventy-eight, seventy-nine thousand 79,000 yards. Um, on the other end of the scale, I acquired almost as much yarn as that this year. So at least, like, I'm not... It's ending. okay, you're even. It's okay, I, I'm even. even. I'm a little, like, a little more than even. Um, I'd say I probably acquired about s- close to 7,000 yards, and I think most of... Th- not I know... Because I added it up. 3,000 yards of that came from my LIS closing. Mm. And I just kept going back and buying more and more yarn. And you can see all of those. If you go and look at my stash, I bought a lot of Koigu at the end. I think it's seven skeins of Koigu fingering and Koigu Kirsty. Nothing of huge yardage, but stuff that I think will be good things to have. I mean, it's not like, it's not bad stash enhance- enhancement. I have a bunch of new Koigu some nice solid cascade yarns so I feel like it's, it, it was decent um, and then the other, the other yarn I got was going to Stitches so getting a lot of Indie Dyers there and I um, didn't buy all that much at Stitches I didn't, it wasn't years. bad, I bought Miss Babs I bought from Dragonfly Fibers and I bought from Brooke but I've only knit the Dragonfly Fibers so again, my Stitches yarn I gotta, I gotta think about using it So, you know, I think it was a fairly even year for me as far as, like, knit and what went out. I am surprised at the high number of FOs I have. I really didn't feel like I knit that much, so to end the year with 31 FOs, this kind of feels like a lot.
1: Just think... Next year, half of that, if you knit the same amount, half of those projects will be part of the hat thing. That's true.
0: Yeah. And I think, oh, you know what's interesting? It's like, I thought, oh, knitting... I mean, my initial idea was to knit 30 hats, right, in 2015, and then everybody talked me off that ledge, um, which is probably smart. But when I think about knitting 15 hats, I knit 10 hats last year. Like... It shouldn't be very hard for me to knit 15. So my goal, actually, even though I knit two hats in the warm-up, I knit um, the hat for Blobby, and I knit a Weather the Weather hat. I feel like those were just warm-ups. I'm really going to try to knit 15 hats in 2015.
1: Wait, so the Thing hats didn't count?
0: No, they did. One. Oh, they I only knit okay. one of them. Okay, okay. The Thing hat is right. the Weather the Weather. Right. Okay. So that's those were my warm-up hats, but I feel like I might count them towards my 15, but since I knit 10 hats last year, to knit 15 really isn't that much of a stretch.
1: Right.
0: So, um, so I know I I didn't really warn Jenny that I was doing this huge thing, but it's funny. I do this every new year's day without, I mean, now I know it's a tradition, but if I look back on the last few new year's days or new year's eves, I'm like, Oh yeah, I did this last year at this time. (laughs) It's like this instinctive thing. Yeah, I know. And now that I've done it, the next thing I'm going to do is (laughs) I'm going to go through and catalog or spice cabinet i was like john i went to the spice store because of course everybody has a spice store um (laughs) seriously it's like portlandia i was like really i'm going to the spice store
1: um you're gonna get berry berry sauce
0: (laughs) i wanted to get berry berry, but that was the thing is i didn't because i was so overwhelmed here's the funny thing this is funny about being into something like knitting and sewing like you're into your thing so when you go into another niche store it's very confusing like, I'm like what do I buy while I'm here like I knew I needed cinnamon and ground ginger and cloves but then I was like whoa and they did have stuff for beriberi and I was like oh I should get this but I don't even I can't even conceive of how I would use this yet right but next time I go to the spice store <laughs> I will be getting that yeah. and beriberi is uh, uh, for people who don't know is the kind of base sauce for Ethiopian food right it's like, like the main seasoning right and Ethiopian food which Jenny and I are big fans of Yum. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I did a lot of thinking about it and I, I thought a little bit about like, I don't want to say resolutions or goals, but my aspirations for next year. And I'm going to get the 15 hats. I want those 15 hats to be out of stash yarn, which means anything I already own, like just no buying yarn to make a hat. Right, no need for me to do that.
1: Yeah, that does seem kind of nuts.
0: I have so many single skeins, which doesn't mean I'm not going to buy yarn. I just and leftovers. Yeah. and leftovers. It yeah. doesn't mean I'm not going to buy yarn. I'm just not going to buy yarn to make that. And it'll be that'll make a nice that, that, dent. Yeah, yeah. You can totally in my buy. single skeins. Um, I would like to knit a sweater for me out of an exciting color or colorway. Like, I said... Firecracker? Yeah, like Firecracker. I saw Jenny wearing her Water Street cardigan today, and I was like, oh, that's so exciting! And she's like, it wasn't that exciting. I'm like, but the color makes it so exciting. It and does
1: make it very exciting. I mean, I think that's part of the... That's, like, the main reason why it actually got finished. Is because you it's were excited. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Totally. You wanted to knit it because the color is stunning. Yeah. It's so... Yeah, it's great. And I, you know, I have sweaters that I like, but I've noticed like when I go into my I think I need to make sweaters sort of like a, a little bit of the statement piece. I probably have said the exact opposite in, this in the past. So, please forgive me. But. <laughs> but you know, like I'm wearing jeans and like a t-shirt right now. And th- this vest is cute. It's a, an interesting color. Um, but like the other sweaters in my wardrobe are a brown sweater, and I have I a dark green this must sweater. This really pulls the
1: outfit together.
0: Though. Yeah, thank you. I think. Yeah, you know, I have a dark green sweater. I have, you know, I have like a mustard sweater, and I think it would, it would be exciting for me to be able to pull on like some crazy neon sweater with a pair of jeans. Like it right. would just make right. it would be, you know, and that's why I like the papillon sweater, which right. is almost fixed, which isn't like. A, like, a super bright color, but it's a really beautiful color. It's very beautiful. And then, you know, no one's noticing that I'm wearing my three-year-old, you know, faded jeans because I'm wearing this beautiful sweater. So I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to knit a sweater for Adrian. I don't know what that sweater will be yet, but I feel like he needs the sweater to send him off to kindergarten. This is a
1: very... This sweater's going really fast. The abate? The abate.
0: Yeah. You know what sweater I've always liked... Um, which I have I'd a have same to
1: search for for these kind sweaters. sweaters.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I can find me. But it's. it's I think I have
1: it open right here. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah.
0: There we go. Yeah. I have a sweater in long in my queue. I think I wonder if it it's still in here under Adrian's. It's called the Pico Volley, Yeah, Pico Veli by Suvi Simola, Simil- and it's very whimsical. I think I can get away with it with my kid.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: like, I was telling a coworker of mine that I was making him the pajama bottoms, and I said, oh, yeah, it's this fabric he picked out a while ago that has hot air balloons with smiley faces on it. And she's like, well, you better make it now, because he's not going to want to wear that a year from now. And I'm like, no, yeah, he, he probably will. will. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> but uh, so the Pico Velli sweater, I bought this uh, sweater pattern, I think, before he was even born. But it has, it's kind of it's two colors, like two main colors. and So the yoke is one color and the body and the bottom of the sleeves are another color. And then it has some color work bands that are one is color work and one is texture and color work. And um, I don't know, there's something about this sweater that's always appealed to me. It's super cute. And it's it could, you could do it for a boy or a girl. And, and this would be a fun one to show it to him and then take him to the yarn store to pick out the colors, the colors yeah um i discovered a new yarn store sort of in the wake of article pratt closing i was on the north side of berkeley and i went to knit two tog which i had never been to um someday you'll you should come over and go with me it's sort of this funny like space where there's all these it's not all these rooms but there's like a main room and then there's a room off of that room and then you go back and there's like this little corner and then there's another room off of that huh. and it's arranged by weight and they carry a lot of Cascade products um, this is knit I think and this would be something you could easily knit in Cascade 220 yeah, it's, yeah Cascade 220 is what's the called for yarn so I think um, I think that that could be fun I just have to be ready to knit it when we go and pick out the yarn because then he'll ask me about it every day <laughs> Um, and then my other goal is really just to kind of stay on top of my projects and stash and Ravelry, like, oh God. um, and I know that's not for everyone, but for God's sakes, I'm a librarian, you think I would stay on top of these things, but this year, you know, it was a funny year. I did a lot of sewing and I got into sewing in a different way and I'm not, I will continue to be sewing, but I'm definitely full into the swing of knitting right now. And it's I so much I should easier. should
1: make more of an effort because I am. I have a horrible memory and I'm a poor historian. So then I I feel like sometimes that I am living in this eternal present where I have no idea what happened in the past.
0: I can, I mean, the workflow can be really easy, especially since I find that it's easier to enter projects on the computer. And then I find it's easier to get the pictures on, like back, back, back when Ravelry started merely, you know, eight years ago, but, you know, or even, like, five years ago in Ravelry, where you would have to, like, download the pictures from your camera, or I would, and then I would send them to Flickr and then import them from Flickr, and now I can take the picture from my phone and, using the Wooly app, just upload the photo from my phone in that minute, as long as the project is already in Ravelry. Right. Or you can even, on your... On like, if you're on any mobile device, like an iPad or your phone, you can go to the Read website and upload from your camera roll from your phone. So, that cutting out that step is huge. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's pretty easy. And I'm with my stash. I needed, you know, remember just to enter things when I buy them. But um, it's kind of fun to do a big omnibus. Yesterday, I just did a ton of entries, um, and then for have forgotten just. Those two, last two. But. And
1: for, for your yarn amounts you use, you're still weighing skeins. Like I am still weighing
0: straight. skeins. If it comes down to where I have, like, a walnut left, right. I sometimes just call it a day. Oh, yeah. But I usually hold on to those walnuts and use them in some way. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I think at some point I'll be doing some scrappy hats of some sort, you know, so... Um, but yeah, I, I still weigh because I find it really helpful when people have weighed and can tell me more exact
1: yardage. yardage. Yeah.
0: Like I was looking at the Laura vest because you had mentioned it on the last podcast mm-hmm. and you being worried about not having enough of right. Bacchus Aaron. Right. And a few people have started having FOs of that uh-huh. and I was like, Oh, look, this person knit it in and she did like a specific thing, it was like eight hundred and ninety two yards and I was like, see, you could totally get away with it. Like <laughs> Um So I find that to be really helpful because oftentimes, and for good reason, designers overestimate, and I don't do it if I'm buying the yarn, but if I'm thinking about stash yarn, it's good to know what's been realistically used for a pattern.
1: And that's usually what we're... That's usually what we're aiming for.
0: Yeah, and I do want to do a balance of, like, using new yarns and trying to kind of get into my deep stash... And I don't know, I'm not making any promises about not buying yard or yard yardage in and out as I have, I, you know, like a couple of years ago, I did have like a three yards out for one yard in. And obviously that wasn't realistic for this year. Right. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay on top of that. Um, so, um, did you have other things? Um...
1: Do you have any yarn that you kind of want to buy that you're kind of, like, thinking
0: oh, about? Firecracker? Right. Anything from Western Sky Knits? So, you know, we talked about not going to Stitches. You're going to have just had a baby. It kind of seems crazy for you to leave the house with a three-week-old to go to a <laughs> yarn festival. <laughs> not totally crazy, but kind of. Um, and, um, I, um... So I've been thinking about, like, if I went to Stitches, what would I buy kind of thing? Right. Um, but, yeah, not, nothing Nothing that's really kind of specifically calling me. I went through a big, like, stocking, self-striping yarn
1: and yeah. finally came back to
0: the point of thinking, I have some self-striping yarn. Why don't you use that self-striping yarn before you buy more self-striping yarn? I... Which was so prudent, I couldn't believe it. That's amazing. I
1: I bought two skeins of self-striping yarn just recently.
0: Oh, really? From um, Well,
1: my sister has been talking about it. And so since she was talking about it, it made me want walk- And so I got Well, she got for Christmas her kids got her this Knit Circus gradient
0: Oh figurine. yeah, I've been I've
1: looked at that and and my sister was like, "But I really wanted the gradient stripes." Oh, I like that, too. I've seen that. And so then I went and bought some gradient stripes. For yourself? For myself. Because <laughs> I'm a horrible person. And I also bought some self-striping yarn from a dyer called Turtle Pearl. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've seen her stuff. And I've stocked uh, that on Etsy.
1: Yeah, it's this, like, crazy colors. Called, it's called Nano. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, like, blue, green, orange, Ooh, pink. Oh, yeah.
0: Nice brights. That's nice. But uh, I've kind of been wanting to
1: try some Jill Draper.
0: Mm, the Empire.
1: Yeah. Mm. Or like even the DK or Sport Cormo that she has. Mm. But I haven't pulled the trigger on that yet. Because, yeah, that Empire, it's a commitment.
0: Uh, it is. But if you knew you wanted to knit a sweater, right? Amy Chris- Christopher's
1: has that... Is that Cinnamon Girl cardigan? Yeah, which I'm kind of obsessed
0: with. Yeah, I love that pattern. Plus, it reminds me of Neil Young. Amy and I clearly have the same, like, weird 70s taste, even though she's too young to have those tastes. Naming the cardigan after Bailey Quarters on WKRP and then Neil Young songs, but still. um, Yeah, that's a very cozy looking cardigan. Yeah.
1: I want it. (laughs) I want it. But, um,.
0: I wanted to do some thank yous for um, to some of our uh, board mods and people who are managed some cows and I hopefully won't leave anybody out and if I do I will I't will get to you next time but I wanted to um thank um, I actually want to read a post that was on the cold sheep twenty fifteen so tangled thread who sherry had opened the twenty three twenty fifteen uh, thread for twenty uh, for cold sheep and uh, warm weather mum had posted um, posted a nice thank you that I wanted to read because not everybody's in Cold Sheep. So it said, as for me, I'm not entirely sure what finally clicked and why I was was able to finally not buy yarn when I hit my triggers. I haven't bought yarn since October 16th. I think the group support, the badges, and seeing how other people handle their triggers helped a lot. And you, Tangled Thread, a few months ago, you really revitalized this group and helped us all. We don't, can't thank you enough. So thank you, Sherry. You do a lot of great work supporting uh, that group. I also wanted to say to Stephanie, who is S.S. Burke. I know that she's been in hospital and has been sick lately, but still really active uh, participant on the board, and she's taken over the um, moderation of the slowly but surely making a blanket along thread. So thank you very much, Stephanie. We hope you are feeling better and get well soon. Um, I also want to give a thank you to the outgoing mod for the Sibs Mabal and the former cold sheep mod, uh, Bungalow312, Who's Kimberlyn, thank you so much for uh, helping out on those threads for the last year or so. And I uh, wanted to thank uh, Goldie Girl, Deborah for hosting the vestuary, which I don't know if we talked about but uh, last time. But there is – well, we did because we talked about Padovan for a long time. Right. So there is a vest, K-A-L, knit along, crochet along. That started. Uh, that started, and it's for January and February. It used to be just a February, but uh, Deborah wisely pointed out that both January and February end with ueri, so they should be part of the vestuary. It gives people a little bit longer to knit. I'm actually hoping to be finished with Adam's sweater and at least cast on for a vest for myself uh, during this time. What's your vest? Uh, I think it's going to be Padawan. Do I it. Think. Do
1: it. I'm, I'm gonna gonna not do, sure. I'm going to do Padawan.
0: So... Um, but uh, so Goldie's gonna be moderating, uh, Goldie Girl is going to be moderating that thread. And we have a few prizes. Um, I am donating a copy of Vest Bets. Right, Vest Bets. It's the Cascade 220 Best <laughs> Book. Um, and that is for a U.S. winner, mainly because I have Amazon Prime and I'm able to send books really easily and quickly using Amazon Prime to the winner. And then for a non U.S. based uh, uh, finisher of a vest, um, I've offered a pattern of your choice for the Ravelry download. And um, Deborah has also offered a pattern of a winner's choice. So we have uh, three prizes for Vestuary. So um, go check out that thread. And thank you, Deborah, for uh, taking up. That charge, um, and Jenny. I think this is probably the last time we'll hear from Jenny for a little while. Holy we'll see. crap! Is that possible? It's possible. I feel ah, uh, I'm so sad in a
1: way because I feel like I finally started knitting again, and now, and
0: uh yeah. well maybe we'll see. We'll see. You'll be home. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe this is this baby will be like. I like to take long naps, and then I'll just come over and we'll record. You, yeah. you've, you've, This is not your first time at the rodeo. It could happen. You're to be like, whatever. have a baby in one arm, <laughs> Mike in the other. So, yay! Welcome, Hi. Blobby! <laughs> not <laughs> uh, yet, though. Not yet, yeah. You still got a couple more weeks.
1: Yes. Okay. So, thank you. All
0: right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening.
1: The cinnamon girl I could be happy the rest of my life with a cinnamon girl A dreamer of pictures I run in the night You see us together